Welcome to the podcast of First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We are a welcoming and progressive Unitarian Universalist congregation, deeply committed to love and justice. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org. Good morning. We're going to have some audience participation a little bit later, so I need to really hear your voices. Good morning. Thank you. Uh, Please stand, rise in body and or spirit and sing Wake Now My Senses with me, number 298 in your gray hymnal. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to First Universalist Airlines Flight 0900 with nonstop service to wisdom, edification, and if we are lucky, enlightenment. (laughs) My name is Reverend Arif Mamdani and joining me as your worship crew this morning are Reverend Ashley Harness, Franco Holder, Amy K. Bryant, Jen and John in the back. We have chancel flowers from Meredith Sims, assisted by ushers and greeters and chalice lighters and the great interdependent web of existence that makes all of this possible. As we prepare for takeoff this morning, I ask that you turn off and stow your cell phones and other portable electronic devices, return your hymnals to their upright and locked position, and stow any personal items under the pew in front of you. In the event of congregational singing, lyrics will descend from the screens on either side of me, This is your signal to get up in body or spirit as you feel moved so that we can get down as the hymns allow. For now, I invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the flight. That's right. Dear ones, giving and receiving 
is a fundamental part of ecosystem. A fundamental part of what it means to be land and to be in relationship with land. Many of us present are not connected to the land the way its original occupants were. Dakota and Anishinaabe people who called this place home. As we open this sacred time, we acknowledge the layers of history and people and relationship that are present here. And we commit ourselves to learning more of these stories and to telling more of these truths that we might live more fully in the truth of this moment in history and play a more responsible role in shaping the future of the places that we inhabit today. As we prepare to light our chalice, I invite you to settle in, to take a deep breath, to feel the ground under your feet, and to join as we make this place holy and sacred through our presence. And I invite Eleanor to help light our chalice this morning. Please join me in the words for lighting the chalice. Love is the spirit of this church, and service is its law. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love, and to help one another. Today's story takes place during a thunderstorm. And so, when you hear me say boom, would you please repeat the word boom back in your outside voices. Boom is the sound of thunder. Can we practice? Boom. Pretty good. And then when you hear me say the word sanctuary, would you please say, repeat the word sanctuary very softly in your inside voices. Can we practice? Sanctuary. Okay, perfect. So, there's uh, a little girl is walking down the street when suddenly the lightning strikes and then she hears the sound of thunder. Boom! And she looks up and sure enough, rain begins to pour down from the sky. And she looks around for a place to take refuge and she sees a store. And so she goes into the store no one is behind the register, and she just stands there for a while and shakes off the rain and looks around at the things. Now, this little girl, is she's a little shy, and she's very afraid of strangers. So when the shopkeeper comes out, she, she can't even speak. And the shopkeeper says, may I help you, little girl? And, and just then, the lightning struck again, and the thunder went boom! And the little girl shook, and the old lady looked at her, and she said, oh, 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 I... I, I guess you're, you've come in to get out of the rain. And the little girl nodded her head, yes. And the lady said, oh, well, good. You can take sanctuary in my store. And the little girl stood there for a while, but the sh shopkeeper could tell she was starting to get a little bit nervous. She was kind of fidgety. And so she looked at the little girl and she said, oh, you need to get going, don't you? 
And the little girl nodded her head yes. And just then the lightning struck and the thunder went boom. And the little girl shook and the shopkeeper said, don't worry, don't worry. I have another place where you can take sanctuary. Here. And she reached behind her counter and she gave the little girl an umbrella. And she said to the little girl, I don't know why it's raining, but here, take this umbrella with you and it can be your sanctuary. Yes. So the little girl took the umbrella, stepped outside, opened it up, and began to walk on her merry little way. Well, as she was walking, and the thunder kept blowing, boom! She happened to notice a man in a really nice suit getting soaked in the rain. And he seemed to be trying to brush the rain off of him. He was at the bus stop, and he seemed really perturbed. And she thought, oh, I have a sanctuary. And before she had left the store, she said to the old shopkeeper, I don't have any way to pay for this umbrella. And the shopkeeper said, oh, okay, well, you don't have to pay for it, but just make sure when someone else needs sanctuary that you share, thank you, <laughs> that you share it with them or you let them have it. And so the little girl sees the man in his suit getting soaked, and what she doesn't know is that he's on his way to a job interview. And he hasn't had work in a long time. And he's really worried that if he shows up soaking wet, that it'll make a bad impression and he won't get the job. So he's really flustered when just then a little girl walks up to him and she puts her umbrella over his head. And he looks down and he's so touched. And she said, I don't know why it's raining, but here, you can take sanctuary with me under my umbrella. And they walk together for a while under the umbrella, and then the little girl sees her family, and she says, oh, I got to go, and she hands the umbrella to, to the man, and the man says, wait, wait, you're leaving your umbrella, and she says, no, um, it's yours now. You can take sanctuary under this umbrella, and then when you see someone else who needs sanctuary, you give it to them, and so the man took the umbrella, and the little girl ran off to be with her family. The man made it to his interview, and then after the interview was over, he saw another person outside, and just as the lightning struck and the thunder boomed, he ran over to that person, and he put the umbrella over their head, and he said to them, I don't know why it's raining, but here, you can take sanctuary under this umbrella, and he gave the umbrella to the person out in the rain, and this became a tradition in that town. The old shopkeeper began this ritual where people gave away their umbrellas to each other, saying every time, I don't know why it's raining, but here, take sanctuary under this umbrella. May we all be a sanctuary for each other. probably know the, the main part. When I breathe in, I'll breathe in peace. When I breathe out, I'll breathe out love. Sing that with me. When I breathe in, I'll breathe in 
also a drone. So if you want to sing something a little different, you can say, breathe in, breathe out. Sing that. Breathe in, breathe out. So we're going to sing through the whole thing, which has a repeat, so it'll feel like four times. And it's choose your own adventure. You can sing melody or you can sing the drone. Harness. Um, I am your relatively new assistant minister here, and I just want to invite you to settle in a bit more deeply now. Find a comfortable for, position for your body. Not too comfortable, but comfortable. Feel the pew supporting your back. Under your body. Feel the ground beneath your feet. Close your eyes if that feels restful for you. Let your spirit, your fullness, your presence arrive here with your body in this space now. And notice that body that you live in Notice where it's holding tightness or stress. Notice where it is releasing into softness and calm. Notice where it is aching and tired. Notice where it feels strong and peaceful. And now just expand out in your breath to hold our collective tightness and stress, our collective aching exhaustion, our collective strength and peacefulness.
As you feel moved, please name in the quiet of your heart or name aloud into the quiet of our shared body a person or a word or a phrase for us to hold together in prayer in intention for this week. Thank you, you got it. Who else will follow the little one's lead? And finally, we hold our ever broken and still ever possible democracy in our hands this week. We remember the words of Reverend Raphael Warnock, a vote is a kind of prayer about the kind of world we want to live in. May we pray with our votes, with our organizing, with our donations, with the full power of our fierce love this week for a promise we call democracy to become more real. May it be so. Now is the time we grow and stretch ourselves through the practice of giving and receiving. And we do this concretely by sharing our resources so that together we might have a, a world in which we all have what we need as individuals and communities. This morning I want to highlight two opportunities for us to put our faith into action. The first is that this Sunday and next Sunday, November 13th, we are collecting winter jackets and clothing for students at Augsburg Fairview Academy. Adult clothing for all genders and in all sizes is needed. New and gently used clothing in good repair will also be accepted. Augsburg Fairview Academy, or AFA, is a long-standing First Universalist community partner. It's a public Charter High School located in the Phillips neighborhood that serves students facing housing and food insecurity. Its mission is to offer a teen and family-friendly atmosphere where caring adults use positive, strength-based approaches to help them succeed. 
This church became involved over 10 years ago when a staff member taught a course on leadership there. And the students were asked to complete a project that involved establishing a hope food and hope clothing closet at their school to support students. First U has served as the primary supporter of the hope clothing and hope food closet through Sunday offerings of donations of food, toiletries, and clothings ever since then. So thank you to all of you who brought donations today and all of you who will donate next week. Second, today our cash offering goes to support our community partner, Minnesota Interfaith Power and Light. They partner with faith communities like us to build transformative power and bring the lights of people's unique gifts to address the climate crisis. Please give like our collective well-being depends on it for this moment because it does. Follow the instructions on the screen and or give to the ushers as they come by to pass the baskets. Last, if this is a time when you need to practice the often harder spiritual practice of receiving, please let us know. You can talk to any of us staff after worship or you can email Arif if that feels a little less scary than talking face to face and we will direct you to our congregation's resources. Now, let us receive our offering. Lineage matters to me. And because lineage matters to me, these words this morning are influenced by Reverend Angel Kiero Williams, Lama Rod Owens, Mark Nunberg, Reverend K.P. Hong, and both of my grandmothers. What is the legacy that you leave behind? I ask because I am thinking about my legacy. There are many reasons for this. In addition to being about halfway through my life, hopefully, we recently passed the eighth anniversary of my father's death. It's an anniversary that always makes me reflect on my life. It isn't that I'm comparing my life to my dad's, not, not exactly. But remembering Reverend John Cummins' metaphor, that we each add our little bit of dust to 
the great mountain of generations that have come before us, building on those who came before us. The anniversary of my dad's death makes me wonder what I have inherited from my ancestors, what I'm building on, and what I am leaving for those who come after me. Now, some of you may wonder that I am too young to be thinking about legacy, but I don't think so. Halfway through my life, I hope, I feel like this is the time where if there are things that I want to change, if there are things that I want to change and commit myself to, this is the time to put my shoulder to the spiritual grindstone and actually set in motion the changes that I hope become habits, habits that I hope will be part of how I will be remembered, my legacy, if you will. What I keep coming back to is that quote from Maya Angelou. I'm sure that you've heard it. I have learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. How do you make people feel? That might be the best question about legacy that there is. And when I ask myself that question, when I reflect on what I have inherited and what I want to try to leave behind, I find that I fall short of my aspiration. And so my answers call me to practice. Last week, Reverend Jen preached about the practice of universalism as softening our hearts to what is in front of us. She reminded us, and it bears repeating, that our theological ancestors came to understand that God's love held all of us without exception, that there was no hell that there was no divine punishment, and that it therefore stood to reason that our call as humans made in the image of that love was to work to cultivate and create and extend that love to all, the earth and all its creatures. They said that if each of us takes up this call, if we soften our hearts, if we cultivate the ability to give and to receive love, that we might together create heaven here on earth. And they came to understand that impediments to that vision of beloved community were in fact manifestations of hell in this world and that they should be met with love. Hence the phrase, love the hell out of the world. That is a tall order. 
The world is a big place. Broadly speaking, broadly speaking, our ways of relating to the earth and all its creatures are not always that loving. Neither, if we are being honest, is the culture that prevails in most of our institutions, public spaces, and what passes for conventional wisdom. Suffering is all around us. Not just the big S suffering, the death and the cancer diagnosis, the folks who are unhoused or deep in the grip of addiction, not just the daily misery and anxiety of choosing between food and medication or hustling from one insufficient job to another, never mind the strip mining and the pipeline spills and the coral die-offs. There is plenty of big S suffering. But there is also, and more pervasively, the everyday suffering of getting caught in a story, hooked by a want masquerading as a need, hoisted upon the high horse of self-righteousness, certainty, and a pernicious desire to make simple a world that is anything but. Suffering is all around us, touches or will touch each of us, and often our habits around that suffering can make our suffering grow, especially the small s suffering. The Buddha saw this. He said, hold up, we can do something different. He came to understand that the heart and the mind are often the sources of suffering, and that with training, our hearts and minds could learn to create less suffering for ourselves and those around us. And so for me, when I wonder how to offer more love to the world, how to receive more love from the world, when I wonder about having a more awakened heart that might cause less suffering for myself and those around me, I come to practice. And this morning, I want to make this very concrete for us. I love Buddhist practice because of how practical and how concrete it is. If we want an awakened heart, we practice waking up our hearts. As nearly every Buddhist teacher I know says, try it and see what happens. And so in that spirit, let's do some Tonglen practice together. Tonglen practice is literally taking and giving. We take in the suffering that we perceive in the world, maybe even just in ourselves, and we offer back, we give back relief for that suffering. Our practice today comes from Lama Rod Owens and his book, Love and Rage. And he starts with a note about practice and trauma, which I want to share with you. He says that when we are working with our bodies, 
we must be sensitive to how trauma shows up in our minds. That any thought or emotion can trigger the experience of a traumatic event. And so if you are a person with a history of any kind of trauma, he invites us to be careful, moving through the practice, allowing ourselves space to choose how we explore this. And offers some suggestions if, as we are practicing, you experience being triggered. The first is to immediately cease the practice, to then bring your attention to the ground under you, to rest your attention on an anchor that feels neutral, a place you can rest your mind and your spirit that doesn't have any charge to it, to then think about something that feels positive, and finally to engage in some simple movements like stretching or walking. And so I offer that as we begin this brief time of practice together. Now as we move into this practice of taking and receiving, taking and giving, I invite you to close your eyes if that's comfortable or to let your gaze be soft. To put down what you're holding. To take in the sounds of the space. And to receive them as they come, allowing the sounds of the space to be a gateway into this moment. Tonglen practice rides the breath. And so I invite you to follow your breathing. in and out, allowing the breath to be as it is, perhaps very subtle, perhaps very pronounced. Notice the in and the out breath. you to call into your mind someone who is having a difficult time. Imagine that they are sitting in front of you. They are the recipient. Also imagine that around them there is a thin mist like a fog or a steam. This mist is the expression of this person's discomfort. It might have a color. 
It might have a texture. Turn your mind to your breath, noticing the in-breath and the out-breath. And generate or connect to the aspiration or the instinct in you to alleviate their suffering. Imagine this desire strengthening the energy of care in your heart center. Sometimes it can help to place a hand at your heart center and to feel the warmth, connect that warmth to the aspiration to alleviate suffering. Keeping your mind on your heart center, imagine breathing in and out of that place. Imagine that you begin inhaling the mist that is around your recipient. Inhaling that mist of suffering into your heart center. Imagining that it is completely cleansed by the energy of care in your heart center. And as you breathe out, breathe out this purified energy. It too might have a color or texture. This energy and light of peace and contentment. Continue in this process of breathing in the mist of discomfort and breathing out the energy of peace and contentment. And imagine that slowly, the mist around your recipient decreases and is replaced by the light of your purified energy. And we'll continue in silence like this for a few moments. Imagine that your recipient is experiencing peace and contentment. Imagine that they dissolve into that energy of peace and contentment that you shared. Next, dissolve that energy into your heart center. And then rest your mind. As you are ready, I invite you to open your eyes if they were closed, 
to gently look around the room. Reorienting into space. Into our bodies. Take some moments to take in what you just did. What we did together. Notice what it feels like in your body. Notice sensation, temperature, sense of movement, a sense of aliveness. Notice emotions that you feel, if any. In my life, this practice of giving and receiving has been one of the many tools on my spiritual practice shelf and one that I try to reach for when my supplies of compassion are running low. It has been good for me to learn that suffering can be shared without words and that my heart can be a source of compassionate presence and that the heart really the heart-mind, has great wisdom when I practice listening to it. In the world of Buddhist practice, Tonglen is one of the more complicated practices. Not because it is more advanced, but because it asks us to do many things at once. To be mindful and attentive to breath, to generate feelings of warmth and compassion, and to visualize. In a way, it is the meditation equivalent of chewing gum while rubbing your belly and patting your head. It's doable, but for some of us, it might take a little bit more practice to get there, to bring each part into our lives separately before we put them all together. Equally, because it does have multiple parts, it can, in its way, be more accessible than the more basic practices of mindfulness of breath. However it was for you, this practice, please consider making it your practice for this month as we travel with giving and receiving. If it was easy, you can jump right in and do it for some period of time every day. Maybe right after you wake up in the morning or as you are drifting off to sleep at night. If it was complicated for you, feel free to break it down. Ease your way back in. I will share some additional resources on the practice and pointers for more instruction in the liberal this week. And you can, of course, always consult the Oracle Google just search on Tonglen instruction. You will find many, many, many resources. But imagine this with me. If we all, as we go through this month on giving and receiving, make this our shared practice, I wonder what might happen. So let's try it and find out. So may we find this and other practices close at hand when we need them. 
May we undertake this training to awaken our hearts, awaken our minds, and create less suffering in the world. May we give and receive as love shows us how. May it be so, and amen. Congregation, we practiced giving and receiving today. May we find this and other practices close at hand when we need them. May we create less suffering in the world. May we offer healing and ease where we are able. May we give and receive as love shows us how. May you be blessed. May you be a blessing.
May it be so. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We are a welcoming community that finds strength in the diversity of identities of all who find inspiration and comfort here. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting our ministry. Text FIRSTUNIV, that's F-I-R-S-T-U-N-I-V, to 73256 to make your gift. If you are able to join us in person for Sunday worship, we'd love to see you in church. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org.